Welcome to Friday's edition of Hot Takes here on WMSV. I'm David Smith alongside Cody Blazak, bringing you everything you did over this weekend, but starting off with Thursday night football last night. What a game it was for Jonathan Taylor. Over 170 yards and two touchdowns, leading the Colts to the victory. Carson Wentz played well as as well. Mike White did not carry on that Mike White we saw from last week. Of course, he did get hurt. And then we held the Jets' third stringer take over, whose name I just cannot remember. I think it was Josh Johnson who took over. Um, but the Jets were unable to prevail and get a win in back-to-back weeks. Josh Johnson didn't play terrible either. No. Um, I, I think more way, less the takeaway from that game is there was over 1,000 yards of offense in that game. I think that was it was a, of, It was a high-powered game. I mean, it was it was – a lot of fun to watch. There was a lot of points put up on the board. I mean, Carson Wentz, two, 272 yards, three touchdowns. Josh John- Johnson, 317, though. He didn't even play the entire game. No, he didn't at all. It looked like, I mean, they scored three touchdowns with Josh Johnson in the game. They had it. Mike, Mike White threw for one touchdown, but, you know, is Josh Johnson the answer now? Is that. <laughs> I think this the, Jets organization needs to get it together, whatever it is. I mean, it was forty-two to two to ten by the time that that Josh Johnson threw his first touchdown. So I guess you could presume that the Colts could have had some backups in at that time. Um, I mean, up late in the third quarter by they were up hefty. forty-five to ten at one point in the game. When that happened, I didn't. I was. I'm not watching the rest of a game where there's a thirty-five point margin. So I'm. I'm not completely honest. What happened? Um, I, I do know that I got notifications that the Jets were scoring a lot later in the game, but still I was – I think we all knew the Colts were going to win that game. The Colts aren't a terrible team. Just their record doesn't reflect them. Yeah. And, and the Jets they, organization is a terrible team. Of course. And now the, the the Colts look to continue this winning streak going. I mean, the Titans play the Rams this weekend. If, with, if, if the Rams do win that game like they're favored to do so, then the Colts are only two games back of the Titans. And – you know, we'll see how this Titans team looks on Sunday without Derrick Henry. Not really sure what their running back room is going to look like, but we'll dive into the whole NFL slate after we cover the college slate for this weekend because there are some good college games. And starting off the 11 a.m. window, Wake Forest on the road at North Carolina. UNC is a two two and a half point favorite over the current number nine ranked eight and O Wake Forest Deacons. I, th- I think Wake Forest continues their undefeated season here, even with UNC being favored. Yeah, I kind of get that trend, but I also just feel like I-, I feel like Wake Forest might be number nine in the nation, whether they deserve it or not. But I also feel like this UNC this UNC team is better than four and four. Um, I, I know they are four and four, but I feel like they definitely should have a much better record. Sam Howell. Obviously, a big time name in the upcoming draft. I feel like we're going to see a lot of back and forth just scores. Yeah, this could be an exciting one to watch. Wake Forest has shown they can put up points as well. That will be one that they scored. Forward. What seventy two weeks ago? They I did. Mean, they they can they, they can, can score. Up, mm-hmm, no doubt about it. Another game to look forward to in the eleven a.m. window. Liberty, led by Hugh Freeze and their quarterback Malik Willis, who's been a lot of fun to watch this season, coming back to Oxford 
to play Ole Miss there. Do you think Hugh Freeze is going to get a welcome, a, a warm welcome, or is he going to get booed the second he's seen there in Oxford? He's going to get a warm welcome. No, he's going to get booed. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, he Oxford doesn't want him back. I mean, absolutely not. No, that's he's he's gonna he's gonna be showered with boos. Yeah. This is uh, this is this should be taken pretty easy handedly by Ole Miss. The Rebels should yeah. trample Liberty. <laughs> They're almost not even a double-digit point favorite in this game, though. But um, not Liberty, close enough. Yeah, Liberty is an electric offense. Malik Willis is is one of those guys that scouts are looking at in the draft as maybe a potential up-and-coming Lamar Jackson type player, which he has shown stretches of being fun to watch. Obviously, he was in that Auburn quarterback room, transferred to Liberty, and now he is showing lots of stripes of success there. Moving on to other games in the 11 a.m. window, we've got SMU and Memphis there. Memphis 4-4, four and four, but obviously not bad. SMU, for Cincinnati's sake, SMU needs to handle this game, and hopefully since it's SMU can make them make their way into the top 25 rankings. I know they're, they've got to be right on the edge of what they're at. They're in the rankings in the AP poll and the coaches poll. Did not make the college football rankings, which gives me the impression they're close to being ranked. If they take care of business at Memphis, I think that they – could appear in that top 25 yeah i think i think smu will take care of business and come next week when the rankings come out for the college football playoffs I, if they handle it this week i think they will be in the rankings it may not be high but i mean i think they're going to push at least 25 hopefully for cincinnati's sake speaking of them at the 230 mark they will host three and five Tulsa, their 22 and a half point favorite how many points does cincinnati have to win these games by in order to prove that they deserve to to really belong because, I mean, obviously, I think they belong. You don't think they belong, and the committee does not think they belong. So what what can they do? Schedule better games. Yeah. Is or there change any, conferences. Is, I, is I, there anything they can do this season to make the playoff? Is, it, is there anything in their control? To convince me or to convince the committee? The, the, well, the committee is what matters. Uh, for the sake of... Since the committee and I are on the same page, not thinking that they should be in at this moment in time, so I'll just say to convince me, to convince me that Cincinnati deserves a chance, they need to win their last four regular season games by like 30, 35 plus. They need to win their conference championship very convincing. And they need to pray that teams lose that are in the top seven. But that's the only way I think they can do it. Otherwise, I just I don't see them getting in. Yeah, luckily, I mean, looking ahead at Cincinnati's future, like you said, schedule better opponents. They are they have accepted the invitation to join the Big Twelve, so they will be one of those teams making up that four. There's four teams joining them. They're one of the four that will take over in Oklahoma and Texas. Texas's absence there, so they will officially be a Power Five team at the. Latest 2024, there's some earlier dates in play. But, you know, it's good for Cincinnati to get that invitation to join the Big 12, which will more than likely be the worst conference in, in football with with the loss of Oklahoma Oklahoma and Texas. The um, worst conference or the worst Power 5 conference? The worst Power 5 conference. Oh, I was like, what a statement that would have been. Yeah, no. I mean, well, they, so they could be better than the Pac-12, actually. They, they, they could be better than the Pac-12 and the ACC. I mean, you look at the teams – that are that are joining the Big Twelve in their absence. I mean, there's there's not it's it's not bad. I mean, I mean, 
the American Conference is basically falling apart, but they are adding some Conference USA teams to fill in that American spot. But those four teams joining will be University of Cincinnati, University of Central Florida, UCF, Houston, and BYU. So, I mean, those are those are four teams that have been on the outside of that Power 5 window but have always been kind of viewed as right there. They've always been, you know, teams that have made the top 25 but never really made a whole lot of noise past that. Besides, I mean, UCF had that big New Year's Six Bowl win over Auburn a few years ago. So, I mean, those four, teams, those four schools, get, getting that opportunity there, good for them. Did you realize Cincinnati wasn't in first place in – the American Athletic Conference, either. Yeah, not at, not at the not at the moment. They're four and zero in the conference behind five and zero Houston. Right? <laughs> Which it's funny to me, but like we we know Cincinnati's the best team, but it's just <laughs> the way rankings work and everything. It's just weird to see that the number six team is the only ranked team in that conference. Isn't the number one team in the conference? Not at the moment. Nope. That they've they will still. And uh, uh, hopefully, by the end of the season, they'll end up. Number one for their own sake. Yeah, uh, but... Speaking of the Big 12, moving on over there, those two teams ranked right outside the top 10 at number 11 and number 12 have slight have, have road tests this week in Oklahoma State on the road at West Virginia, who West Virginia, we just saw, upset Iowa State last weekend. West Virginia is a 4-4 four and four team, but not a bad 4-4 four and four team. They could take this... They could test this Oklahoma State team. Oklahoma State a three-and-a-half point favorite. Do you think West Virginia can pull off a second upset in a row? No. I think Oklahoma State has this handled. I I agree with you as well. And on the road at TCU is Baylor. Baylor a touchdown favorite. I, I think TCU. Baylor should win this game by like fifteen points. I I would I would hope so for their sake there. Um, and they both will play Oklahoma later in the season. And what's currently being viewed as the game of the week: Texas A and M hosting Auburn. That is a Top 15 matchup, number 13, Auburn, number four, tech, number 14, Texas A&M. A&M, a four-and-a-half point favorite. This game is in College Station. Who takes this game, Cody? Texas A&M by 17. By 17. I th- it's, t- I- <laughs> it's, it's time for me, and I have a lot of bias in this, as I've said time and time again, but it's time for Auburn just to crumble. I don't think they're a good team, this year at least. I know their record six and two. I know they're either thirteen or fourteen in the country. I don't think they're deserving of that, and I don't think their team backs up that. I think they're going to crumble this week, and then their season is just going to go right down. You know, what would be the most Auburn thing to do would be to drop to A and M this week, drop to Mississippi State next week, and then beat Alabama, beat South Carolina, and then beat Alabama. That would just that would just it's the most. I mean, it is something that would happen. I, if it were to happen, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that would that just that's just something that Auburn would do. Uh, listen, for sure, Auburn could lose every single regular season game, but the Iron Bowl, and they would still think they're national championships or national champions. Excuse me, they would. Uh, you you're laughing because as from Alabama, you know it's true. <laughs> You, kn- I, I, just, I love how fired up you get about this. I, I think it's funny. It, it's, but it's, it's sad because it is true. Auburn can lose every game, but as long as they win the Iron Bowl, they're happy. That to me, and I, I mean, no disrespect whatsoever, but it just shows the winning mentality at Alabama because they look at it and go, 
who cares? We lost a stupid rivalry game and we just won a national championship. Y'all get excited for going one and eleven, but beating us. I, it's just, it, I think it just shows different mentalities and different histories and legacies, and all of that jazz between the two universities. Getting back to this game right here, I agree with you. I do think A and M takes it. I don't think they take it by seventeen. I think it'll be a fun game to watch. There, A and M winning by seventeen would be fun. <laughs> That would be very I, enjoyable I, to I watch. Wanna, I mean, for you, I want to see a back-and-forth game here. This is the game of the week. I want to see a fun game and one game that could be fun. Mississippi State and Arkansas could be a fun game. Cody cut off my I did my take there. What could be a fun game to watch at the 3 o'clock window, Mississippi State at Arkansas. That could be a high-scoring affair. I know you and Tanner touched on this game yesterday, but what do you, do you think that Mississippi State pulls this upset off on the road? 35-14. to 14. 35 to 14. Or 21. I don't remember. We both had the same score, and I know it was 35 to – it was either 14 or 21. I can't remember what I said yesterday. But, yeah, I think Mississippi State is on the rise. I think they're in a position they want to be in. I don't – as great as I think it is for them to be ranked, I think it's very bad that they're ranked because – and I know Mike Leach touched on this in his press conference that they're going to just kind of ignore it, play their game. But, but – I Stuff like that gets to players' heads. I think it. Would, I think it's better as Mississippi State to go in as underdogs, and I know they're underdogs based on the spread and everything. But I think them being unranked going into this game would have been very beneficial. Now, if they win, it doesn't really matter. But that's my thought on that game and specifically being ranked. But I do have Mississippi State walking out of Fayetteville on top and proving their season to six and three, and moving up in the rankings. Arkansas is a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Arkansas has dropped three straight. They're coming off a bye week. Hoping Arkansas is hoping to bounce back here. Moving on to the night games here, looking at a game that usually sets up to be a classic. However, Alabama is a four-touchdown favorite over LSU. Could LSU do anything to make this game close? LSU-Alabama is always one of those games, too, to be on the lookout for. Even though LSU is struggling... I don't think Alabama's had their best season by any means. I still think they're a top elite team. But I wouldn't be surprised if LSU went into Alabama and made it a game. I mean, Ed Orgeron has nothing to lose. He knows he's out next season. Why not try some things, beat Alabama, ruin their season? Hopefully this is a fun game to watch. I. I think that Alabama's going to blow the doors off of them, though. I do, too, but I just it, – it's – I mean, LSU-Alabama is one of those matchups where you – anything's possible. That is – it's – it's anything's possible in any of these games, really, especially modern-day college football is always fun to watch. And a game that is projected to be basically a toss-up, Tennessee on the road at Kentucky, Kentucky number 18 right now. Kentucky lost last week to Mississippi State. Tennessee has looked – much improved this season versus the the years past, especially their offense, has been much more fun to watch. Tennessee currently a one-point favorite on the road. That's a 6 o'clock kickoff on ESPN2. Does Tennessee take this game on the road to Kentucky, or Kentucky bounce back after their loss last week? I don't know. Tough one to pick. I want to lean towards Tennessee here. I want to lean towards Tennessee, too. I think Tennessee's uh, Tennessee is one of those teams to me that I don't think their record portrays how good of a team they actually are. They had a close loss to Pittsburgh, who is ranked now. They kind of got blown out by Florida. 
they lost to Ole Miss and they lost to Bama, but they lost by five to Ole Miss. So I mean, opportunity that they could be six and two, they're not. I, I'm not. I just it's one of those teams where I don't think their record represents how good of a team they are, and I think I think Tennessee could go into uh, Kentucky and take this game away from them. That will definitely be one to watch at night there. The primetime ABC game this weekend. Oregon, a seven-point favorite at Washington. Washington has really fallen apart over the past few weeks. They have not put together the kind of season they were necessarily hoping to. Oregon, however, still has an opportunity to make the college football playoff. Oregon advance here, move on. They they take care of business at Washington. Yeah, I I think they do. I think it, so. To me, it's odd that in the AP, I believe Oregon was what seven or eight. They come out with college football playoffs. They rank them at number four, and then they only favor them by seven points to beat a four and four Washington team. I, I'm I'm kind of wondering how you can put a team in the playoffs then have them favored by a, a one possession margin against a team that's 500. I, I think Oregon should walk out of this game pretty uh, pretty heavily on top, but it's just odd to see that they're going to put a number four ranked team favored by seven points. Yeah, Washington started the season off pretty rough. They, they hosted Montana. They were a 22.5-point favorite in that game, lost it outright. They started off season ranked, and then they – they came right back the next week, lost to Michigan, which has proven to not be a bad loss at all. Their other two losses, Oregon State, is a decently bad loss. Well, I mean, not not the not the worst loss ever. I mean, Oregon State's kind of dropped a couple of games in the past few weeks. They're five and three now. And then UCLA, which which started off the season very strong. Um, Michigan, sorry, go ahead. Apart, falling apart. Oh, oh no, no, you t- you take over. Right. Sorry, but you just t- touching on Michigan. They're playing Purdue. Michigan, or excuse me, Michigan State, not Michigan. It's another one of those things that's weird to me. They're a three-point favor to Purdue and the number three team in the nation. After, it's just odd to me how Purdue. you're going to put those teams up that high and favor them by a possession. It's very, very odd to me. It's, it's to me, and I know that the playoff committee has nothing to do with the spreads and everything, but it's very odd how they're going how. A team is put up that some people are shaky about this, that, and the other, and then they're only favored to win by a possession. It's just odd to me. Purdue has a trend, has a historical trend of knocking off top-ranked teams. They have Michigan State, obviously, number three. But as far as teams being ranked in the top two, they have nine wins against top two opponents, which is five more than the next the next highest team. I don't know who's number two with four wins, but Purdue has nine of them. They have a history of just winning these big games, and that could be what oddsmakers are looking at uh, to put Michigan State only a three-point favorite over Purdue. It is on the road at Purdue. That's not an, not an easy environment to play in there, um, but that will definitely be a game to watch this weekend. Another one to watch, Texas at Iowa State. Iowa State, a touchdown favorite. These are two teams that have higher hopes for this season have not prevailed to be the kind of season they wanted, but this would be a win for one of these two teams to get back on the right track heading into the postseason. Cody holding up horns here. 
I'm gonna put the horns down. I've got Iowa State winning this game. Got Texas winning this game. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I Those like, two Iowa teams took a crash quick, though. They both. They definitely both did. But Texas themselves have crashed hard, and it's not been a pretty season for either of these two teams. But should be, hopefully, should be a game to watch. And the last game I want to touch in college football: UTSA undefeated, one of seven un, un, undefeated Division One teams, number sixteen in the AP poll. Did not get ranked in the college football playoff rankings. No no real respect for, for any sort of group of five teams this season. Obviously, UTSA has not played any kind of schedule. And I don't I don't necessarily believe that they're a top 25 team. They played Memphis. Yeah, that's a decent win. But that was not good enough to get them ranked at all. And they still have... Well, UA- if, you, if you want to play a little devil's advocate, UTSA beat Memphis. Memphis beat Mississippi State. Mississippi State's a ranked team. Mississippi State beat Texas A&M. Texas A&M beat Alabama. Booyah. UTSA is better than Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why they're not ranked. Uh, that's just, <laughs> not quite sure what's going on there. But hopefully if they get a, they get a win this weekend, 6-2 and two UTEP, they're not a bad team either. If they get a win this weekend, hopefully by double digits they could make their way into the top 25, which I think they deserve. They, they've done enough to deserve. At least like a like a number twenty three ranking, you know. Like I mean, being eight zero in Division one college, they're football, undefeated. Why don't they deserve a top four spot? Same thing for Cincinnati. No, Cincinnati it's not. plays a much tougher strength of schedule. It's not that they played Notre Dame. It is the same argument. That they're two very it is different the cases. Same argument. If you're gonna give Cincinnati a chance when they only have one more impressive win, you need to all give of, Wake Forest. You need to give UTSA. All of them are much more impressive than UTSA's wins. UTSA has literally the toughest team they've played is Memphis. The worst team... The worst team... There are a bunch of bad teams that Cincinnati has played. They play... They play a Miami of Ohio who is under 500. They played a Murray State who is under 500. Those two teams are bad. They're next... They played... An Indiana team who is under 500. Power 5 team, though. Still under 500. Power 5 teams won't schedule Cincinnati. We've been over this argument. No, yes, they will. They will. Have you not read the articles that have come out over the past four years of teams not wanting to schedule UCF, not wanting to schedule Cincinnati? It is a waste of time. It is thoroughly a waste of time if a, power, a top Power 5 team schedules this team. Then why don't they do it? They tr- if Cincinnati tries to schedule them. Why? W- it's a waste of time. If you're going to schedule a Power Five, or excuse me, uh, uh, oh Lord, I can't even think of what it's called right now. A group of five. A group of five team. They better be good. None of these group of five teams are good enough to give competition. You've seen in and out the past couple years, Alabama schedules their first game of the season to what they hope because you have to schedule these teams obviously in advance somewhat of teams that should be somewhat good in that five-year time period. This year they played Alabama, who at the end of last, or excuse me, they played Miami, who at the end of last season looked to be somewhat good. They were ranked coming into the season, I think it was 14. That ended up not being the case for Miami. It's The Cincinnati team will not be able to keep up what they are now in five years. I have a very hard time believing if Bama were to schedule the Cincinnati or any Power 5 team for the sake of it, were to schedule that Cincinnati team today to be their first, their home opener in five years, 
I have a very hard time believing that Cincinnati team will match up to anything what this Cincinnati team is. So are you saying the Cincinnati team is good? I'm saying that in five years, that Cincinnati team, I don't think will be as good as the Cincinnati team. Probably not. I mean, the Cincinnati team should be a playoff team. I don't think they'll be a playoff team in they five sh- years. They're not a playoff team. What hey. I, 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 I'm genuinely like, what what makes you think they should be a playoff team? Because I believe that they've they've proven how they they go out there and they win games. Okay, UTSA does that. Wake Forest does that. I think Wake. I think if Wake Forest goes unbeaten, there could be an argument to put them in the. Okay, playoffs. UTSA. UTSA is different. UTSA plays. No, in no, no. The, you just the, said the U- they went out and they win games. That's what UTSA has done all season okay, long. But you also have to look at some sort of strength of schedule. UTSA plays in literally the okay, worst conference. If in we're going to talk about strength Cincinnati of schedule, Cincinnati plays in the sixth best conference. If we're going to talk about strength of schedule. Uh, Cincinnati's me, strength of schedule is better than Wake Georgia's Forest. Georgia's is better. Alabama's is better. Oklahoma's is better. Mi- Michigan State's is bigger. Better. Ohio State's is better. Oregon's is better. Michigan's is better. Oklahoma State's is better. Auburn's is better. Texas A&M. Baylor Ole Miss. That's 14 of the top teams that have how many, better... How many of those are unbeaten? So... Being undefeated... Four of them, or three of them. I, I, I didn't pay that much attention. If you put Cincinnati in their position with those schedules, I guarantee Cincinnati has at least three losses. They might. We'll, we'll find out when they're a Power 5 team here coming up. In three what, three years, the absolute latest when they're a Power 5 team? No clue. Don't know when. Not that up to date on that. I am ready for them. I'm ready for Cincinnati and UCF to both become Power 5 teams. That will they'll finally get their opportunity. UCF for, is Malzahn is UCF's coach, isn't it? Yeah, they're not pretty this year. They are not pretty at all. We've got about three and a half minutes here. Three minutes, four minutes, three minutes. Yeah, I can't do math. There we go. Let's dive into this NFL slate really quickly. Browns for the Bengals on Sunday. OBJ is no longer a Cleveland Brown. I think the Bengals bounce back, take care of business here after their loss last week to the Jets. I don't know. Just, I just want to throw it out there. Cody did pick the Browns to win this I game. I did, but there's been some things change. I will retra- retract my pick if I have to. I got until noon on Sunday. I got like until 11.59 on Sunday, but like, I, I don't know. Just because, to be completely honest, the Browns haven't used Odo Beckham Jr. often this season. So, I mean, it's not no, like they're he, losing he a whole lot. He hasn't had a huge effect on theirs. No. He's, been, he's been in and out of the injury tent. I mean, he has not had a huge effect on their season resume as a whole. Moving on here, the Patriots go on the road to play the Carolina Panthers. Panthers have fallen off. The Patriots moving in the right direction. Two teams moving in opposite directions. However, the game is in Carolina. Christian McCaffrey could be back this weekend. Who takes this one? Uh, if McCaffrey's back, Carolina. If not, New England. I don't think it matters whether or not McCaffrey's back. I think I New England do. takes this game pretty outright here. Uh, McCaffrey does cause problems for defense. Neil puts a put up points, but um, also Sam Donald may not be playing quarterback. Could be PJ Walker, who last time I checked had a touchdown interception ratio of one to five. So definitely not the prettiest for him. Moving on, the Vikings go on the road to play the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens coming off a bye week. The Vikings have been in a lot of close games this season. Um, their offense stays stays electric. They just dropped last week to Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Baltimore Ravens take this game. Cody pointed to me in agreement. 
the game with all the, all the headlines this weekend. Aaron Rodgers will not be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers playing the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Kansas City, a little over a touchdown favorite. Does Kansas City get back on track here? I don't know. With with Aaron Rodgers, I thought Green Bay would blow him out, but without him, I'm not sure. We'll really see how Jordan Love looks. Devontae Adams is back this week. The other 325 game, Cardinals and 49ers. 49ers have not lived up to expectations this season. The Cardinals have surpassed them. San Francisco is a field goal favorite in this game, though, but I think the Cardinals take this game. Why is San Francisco a field goal favorite? I'm not certain, but who's your pick in this game? The Cardinals. Yeah, that's what I... That's what I figured. And, of course, the nightcap on Sunday night, the Derrick Henry list Tennessee Titans playing the Los Angeles Rams. I think the Rams roll over this Titans team. I think you already know my answer. Yeah, you love Stafford and the Rams. Oh, I do. Especially Stafford. But we'll see how Adrian Peterson looks in the Tennessee Titans uniform. That will be a storyline to watch, and we will recap that storyline and all the other ones on Monday's episode of Hot Takes. For Cody Blazak, I'm David Smith. We'll be back Monday at 6 p.m.